Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Wait, You're a Scout. In this episode I'm interviewing Catherine Manning who is a Beaver Scout leader in Hornchurch District as well as a member of Greater London North East's county team. Um, as well as her many varying roles she is a huge advocate of inclusivity and ensuring that young people and adults alike in scouting and other youth movements are as included as possible. She's also an advocate for versus arthritis, as well as starting um, the Invisible Challenge on Facebook, which is a community of uh, like-minded individuals who may suffer with um, or have partners or family members that have uh, invisible um, disabilities or illnesses. Um, it's really interesting actually catching up with her and finding out all the different things that she does and her advocacy work. So without further ado, here's our chat. Hi Catherine and thanks for joining me on Wait You're a Scout. Hi. <laughs> uh, so it might be a little bit noisy at the moment because we're currently sitting having a coffee in Costa because we thought why Skype when we can go out and have a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Catherine, just a bit about you, when did you start in scouting? So I originally actually started as a guide. Oh okay. So I was in guiding all the way through guides um, and then I left and then my children got into scouting Right. and due to my eldest being a beaver I then became a beaver leader. Yeah. Um, Okay. I've been doing it now for about seven years. Wow. So was that just a go along as a parent help for a bit and eventually uniform story or? It was exactly that. I was sucked in to the parent help bit and then the application pack came towards me. I signed, signed the paperwork, went to appointments committee and the rest is history. I've got a uniform. <laughs> so um, it's not just beavers that you do at the moment in the county, is it? You've got quite a lot of roles. I do, yeah. So I'm um, a beaver leader at group level and I'm also the Deputy County Commissioner for Events and Inclusion so it's very exciting and very full on. So um, with Events and Inclusion what does that kind of entail? They're two completely separate roles so the event side of things I'm looking at the policies and procedures and uh, making sure that we adhere to all the guidelines that are in the POR uh, and to make sure that we're safe as well. a deputy or a DC will come to us and say that they want a particular uh, event to be put on and it's mainly to fill in the gaps in programmes um, so then we'll put those on. We also run the Chief Scout Awards and the Adult Awards presentation evenings so for me that's really rewarding seeing the young people come up and get their, uh, their Chief Scout Awards. Brilliant. The inclusion side of things, um, it's making sure that we adhere to the Equalities Act which sounds really big and it is. <laughs> Um, making sure that all our um, events, our activities and our programmes are accessible and fully inclusive. Um, so it doesn't matter if um, a young person or indeed a leader um, has any sort of mobility challenges or sensory challenges or even mental health issues, we can still get them involved and we can still keep them in scouting. Brilliant, so quite big roles there. They are, yeah. <laughs> quite a big job from Beaver leader to that. But, it is, isn't uh, it? <laughs> you're still involved with your beef group as well. Oh, very much so. Um, they remind me why I'm a leader and why I'm doing the county roles as well. Um, they make me proud every day. Great. I know. So you said your kids are involved in scouting. Uh, so which sections are they in at the moment? All three of my kids are in scouts. Oh wow! Um, they're all in green. <laughs> they've gone all the way through beavers. Um, they have. They have. Yeah. Um, and it's offered them. 
experiences that they wouldn't have ordinarily have had. Um, I have children, I have one with dyspraxia, um, another child who's got juvenile arthritis, and another one that has Ehlers-Danlos um, syndrome. So they're all challenges that scouting has just embraced and they can go on and do camps and climbing and kayaking, um, all the things that perhaps they wouldn't do if they weren't involved. That's amazing, really amazing to hear. And so good that they're in a group that is so supportive and inclusive of that. Yeah, they have an absolutely fantastic scout leader. And is your husband involved in scouts as well? He is, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a family uh, family affair. So my husband's also a beaver leader. Okay. Um, and he holds numerous permits for adventurous activities as well. So we can offer a rounded programme. Um, Everybody, really. yeah. <laughs> so one of the things a lot of uh, the questions we've been getting in on the podcast is about um, the balance of like life to scouting with everyone involved in scouting. <laughs> How does that work with you guys? Or um, I think it's very heavily scout based. Um, incredibly heavy scout base we love it though so we don't see it as a chore um, we enjoy the planning um, side of things and we enjoy delivering the program yeah. yeah i think we still make time for family night and doing other things as a family where we're, we're not in uniform or we're not promoting scouting or out on camps and things but yeah i think um it is more scout based than not. <laughs> <laughs> but as you are finding that as a good thing. It is a good thing because we've always got something to talk about. Yeah. Um, we've always got something that we're going to be doing and we've got always got something to look forward to. Brilliant. And scouting isn't the only bit of volunteering work you do, is it? Do you want to no. tell us a little bit about your work with uh, Versus Arthritis? I am. So I'm a campaign, a volunteer campaigner for Versus Arthritis. I have rheumatoid arthritis um, and I'm uh, registered as disabled so I share my story about how arthritis impacts my life and my family life. I have been to Parliament and spoken to the decision makers of this country to perhaps change the way they vote on such things like the benefit system um, and uh, social care. So that for me is really rewarding after losing my job um, due to disability. It also means that um, I can help other people. Um, by what I've been through uh, and perhaps change the culture of disability not having a stigma attached to it. That's really amazing. I suppose that ties in really nicely with like your scouting role and inclusion. And it does. In all honesty, I'm very lucky that I can have all my passions pretty much in one. Yeah, <laughs> that is really brilliant. Um, so with the like your disability, um, so I as a leader haven't had. The, I probably don't have the biggest like view on or experiences of how to make my program accessible and make sure I'm always aware of that. What advice would you have for say these leaders that to do that? I think firstly you need to realise that one size doesn't fit all. Um, somebody who perhaps ha is on the autism spectrum or somebody that perhaps has mobility challenges, they're very they're two very different conditions. And as long as the parent and the young person is very open with you, um, the sky's the limit because they will tell you what they can't do and how they feel. And as long as you're open to perhaps adjusting something, uh, maybe having a safe place that that young person can go and sit if they're struggling. Um, or even um, going on a camp and then taking the person either two days before to see where they're going so that they're getting um, that sense of normalcy uh, so they can go in, see where they're going to stay, see what a tent looks like. 
Yeah, that the sky's the limit. You just have to to talk about it. Brilliant. And what advice do you have for like starting those conversations? Well, sometimes that can be quite intimidating if you've not done that before. It might be the first experience of it. It is. It is very intimidating. I think certainly with younger um, scouts, certainly with the beaver and the cub age, it's almost you can tell that there's perhaps something slightly different and you can perhaps speak to the parent about does the child have any challenges outside of school um, and a lot of the time the parents are honest they will tell you you can see it in their behaviour um, a, lot, a lot of the time these parents will ask a lot of questions which then leads you to then ask the question that perhaps you need of how you can best support them um, ideally, I'd like to run some training sessions on disability awareness and definitely on uh, autism spectrum and mental health so that we can then help the, the young people, certainly from club age upwards. Um, you know, mental health does affect all ranges. Yes, definitely. So, um, I think if we have more training sessions or just resources that leaders can, you know, tap into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then but asking those questions becomes easier. Changing your program becomes easier. Um, I would say that probably every group has at least one child that has some sort of challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just how you can then include them and try to keep them interested. Um, I had one child um, who has behavioural difficulties and we didn't think that he'd stay. We just made sure he had a safe place, made sure that he could speak to us and we gained his trust. And he went all the way through. He's now um, in the upper age of Cubs uh, due to start scouts and he's been on camps and done activities. So for me, that's really rewarding as well. Brilliant, that is amazing to hear. So with obviously your um, disability, have you had any like major challenges within scouting or anything that you think you've learned from or could give advice to maybe any leaders that are thinking, oh, this is going to stop me from being involved? Yeah, I've had, um, I think I have challenges on a daily basis, but maybe that's just the way that I'm thinking because I'm looking for them um, yeah. so that then I can uh, mitigate those challenges. Um, there was a, a time a few years ago, um, I wanted to go on the St George's Day Parade, however the night before I found out that actually the venue wasn't accessible and I couldn't get the wheelchair in because I can't do a parade and then go and sit for a long time, I need to use the wheelchair. Um, the district were fantastic, They, I couldn't attend that time but we opened discussions and we managed to get around so that we could then, um, it wasn't just me that uses it now, there's a whole host of people that can use this route yeah. and then can access going on a parade and celebrating scouting in that way. Um, there's other things that go into meetings, um, at the level I'm at now, uh, we have a lot of meetings. Um, I struggle with telephone meetings because I can't hear, so yeah, I prefer to have a face-to-face -face or Skype. If everybody's on Skype then I can lip read and see their faces. Um, and it's just changing the culture and um, opening those dialogues because if you don't talk about it then everybody thinks that everything's okay. Yeah. Or maybe to realise that yeah. there could be a challenge there. You know? It is, yeah, because if you've done it that way all the time and if you don't have that challenge, then it's not on your radar to even yeah you know try and sort it out and trying to mitigate any sort of challenges that brilliant that's really useful to hear actually um, and again what advice would you give for leaders that maybe are having those sort of have discovered they might have things that they see as a barrier to their scouting like maybe mental health or other disabilities what advice would you have for them i would definitely say speak to your dc um, they have a wealth of knowledge you know honestly they don't know everything they're, they're not always your first yeah. <laughs> Call, 
um, the GSL should be able to help you with that. Honestly, have the open dialogue about it. Um, when I first started, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to take part because I needed to use a wheelchair. But now I go on camps and I've been kayaking and I've done zip wire. I've done lots of things that you perhaps wouldn't think you could do because I use a wheelchair. Um, definitely ask the questions if you can't get any sort of help and advice from your um, from your district, speak to your county inclusion officer. They should be able to point you in the right direction. Um, mental Health Mind is an absolutely wonderful charity and they run a mental health first aid course as well. I know certainly in my area it has been offered for free uh, for volunteers and scout leaders. Um, so yeah, definitely get that charity's worth speaking to. Um, and with um, versatile writers, if there's any sort of group like youth leaders that want to sort of get their groups involved in that, how could they maybe support the charity? Definitely, give them a phone call. Actually, I can give you, I'll give you the, the details for you to contact them. Um, there has been a cook group that I saw on Twitter that actually supported the charity and did um, a short video just stating that they were versus arthritis. Um, they do fundraising because they are the leading arthritis charity for research as well as support. Um, without their support, I wouldn't be on the medications that I'm on now. So really, they're helping me stay in scouting because of the medication that they've researched. Um, so yeah, get in contact with them, either through their website, their Facebook group, or uh, give them a phone call. And then, as well as all of your volunteering, you also have a really successful um, Facebook community that you've started. <laughs> um, do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, um, well that started off as a way for me to get my head around everything that was happening with myself, um, to stop me or try and prevent me from plunging into depression and, and things like that. So I started the Invisible Challenge, which is just a support page. Um, it puts links up to different invisible illnesses, disabilities, where to get help, and memes that just are funny. Um, that perhaps those who are disabled or going through that can find humour in, uh, and just to lift your mood. And yeah, it's just past twenty-one thousand followers, which I think is amazing. Yeah. So has that helped like that connection with other people like for you as well? It has, yeah. Just for my story to help just one person, that means quite a lot. Um, just means that everything that I fought for isn't in vain. Um, and yeah, it's helped me feel useful because losing a, a job because of disability makes you feel um, not part of the community, not part of society. Um, so really scouting kind of brought, I don't want to say it saved me, but it kind of rescued me from like not doing anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been, um, it's been great. So between the Invisible Challenge and versus arthritis and scouting, I probably do a lot more <laughs> without having a full time job. I was gonna say, like fitting all of that in, like I can't even imagine it. Like, it's... yeah, time management. I've learned quite a lot of time management. But you know, at some point, I will want to go back to work. I've got to try and and do, you know, get back into employment at some point. It's just whether I can work that round. Being a volunteer, you can work around any sort of condition or hospital appointment or surgery you have, whereas the employment sector doesn't quite, they're not as flexible as what scouting perhaps is. Yeah. Actually, scouting is really flexible, <laughs> um, because if I can't make 
uh, a meeting or I can't make um, a night. You know, with the beavers, I know that there's a whole host of leaders that will go, yes, I'll help you, I'll come in, I'll do this. Um, so the scouting community and the scouting family has been um, really central. Um, that's really amazing to hear and I'm so glad that you've got this sort of these various communities as well to support you yeah. it's really good um, so we talked a little bit about your arthritis I hope you don't mind me asking this but I don't actually know that much about the illness maybe you could tell us a little bit about it sort of, yeah. so there's gosh there must be like 100 to 200 forms of arthritis oh wow okay. um, everybody thinks of osteoarthritis as the wear and tear of the old age disease mm -hmm. but you can get it in younger years as well um, I have something called rheumatoid arthritis which is an autoimmune disease so basically my immune system is overworking itself and attacking the lining of my joints it's actually attacking my lungs as well because I've got nodules in my lungs um, the way they treat an autoimmune disease is to reduce your immune system. Uh, so okay. I'm on, it's called anti-TNF therapy and it's to reduce my uh, immune system so that it doesn't carry on attacking my joints and other parts of me. Um, at the moment, touch wood, it's doing its job. That's amazing to hear. Yeah, I didn't realise there were so many different like yeah. types of arthritis. There, there well, are loads and yeah. it's not an old person's disease. Anybody can get it at any age. Um, my son's um, started going through the process of the diagnosis at the age of eight. So. Oh wow! And I was twelve when I got my diagnosis. Oh wow! So yeah, definitely a lot of sort of imagery around arthritis that definitely needs to change. I think it's change. just a, um, a community, cultural, like vision view is that is the old lady or the old gentleman on the bus with the walking stick. Um, yeah, but it, it's not that at all. But, yeah, I mean, it's amazing the work you're doing, like, oh, thank so you. changing that. I have followed, like, the Invisible Challenge page. I just think it's such an amazing, like, community oh, to have. So, yeah, definitely anyone that wants that support and advice, go and check it out because yeah, it is amazing. Do you know, the amount of messages that I get on a daily basis just thanking me, it's, it's really humbling. That is amazing. And, yeah, and all the work you're doing in Scouts as well. I love it. <laughs> it's hard work. I won't, I won't lie. Some of it is hard work, but... Um, the hard work pays off and it is really yeah. rewarding to see the young people achieving and growing and then when I see um, young people that started as beavers getting their gold award at Scouts that's that's just amazing yeah and also the fact that you have just proved sort of like that scouting can be flexible like i think any organization actually it's not i mean there's always the joke of like the hour and a half a week that's all you have to commit but actually it might be an hour every day but you find that way you need to sometimes yeah exactly um sometimes i've done my oh, the dreaded paperwork um your osm or your yeah. work. i've done that later at night but that's just because it's flexible that's just because that's when I can fit it in and when I'm available to do it yeah but it's not essential to do all of, yeah. all of it, just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been amazing talking to you, Catherine, and thank you for joining us on the podcast. I'm sure we'll have lots more questions for you. Um, if people do want to direct any questions to you, how can they? What's the best way to get in touch? Um, my scouts email is probably the best one. Which you okay. Anyone, so yeah, um, we can get that to you or through the Invisible Challenge is fine as well. Brilliant. Yeah. Great. So uh, we'll make sure to share those on all the podcasts, like the description stuff, so uh, you can get to Catherine if you have any questions. But Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. <laughs> really interesting 
chat with uh, Catherine there. It was definitely an eye-opener for myself. I know that when I think about inclusivity and scouting, my tendency has always gone for young people. Like, how can I make my scout nights work for them? When actually, you know, there's a whole like group of adults that also need that support and that guidance and that how do we make this program work for them as much as our young people so speaking to someone that advocates that is definitely definitely an eye-opener and something that you know I would definitely look into more um yeah so really interesting speaking to her and I hope you got as much out of that interview as I did um if you want to find out more information about the work Catherine does with uh, versus arthritis you can have a look at their website I've included the link in the description as well as that um you can also check out the invisible challenge which again is in the description it's a really great community and um loads of the people there are just so supportive you can see lots of different stories and just generally like supportive notes of like actually you're not alone there's other people who may be in a different position but get it so yeah if you or family members have anything like that you think would help then please do share it um as always please rate review and subscribe to the episodes it helps you know share the podcast with the rest of the world it's something that i'd like and would be great for uh, just keeping the podcast going really um you can now follow me on twitter instagram and facebook if you search for wait you're a scout without the question mark for a lot of it but um, if you search that on any of those social medias you'll be able to find more details about when episodes are coming out you can see some bits behind the scenes um i'm still getting my head around it so bear with me but again use any of those channels to suggest yourself or other people as podcast interviewees um yeah it'd be great to have you on and i love hearing your suggestions i've got lots of exciting things coming up so yeah stay tuned and i will speak to you soon